Are you interested in bringing communities together? Are you interested in bridging cultural and communication gaps? Are you interested in podcasting? We want to help build a better world through better understanding of one another. And we want to amplify your voice in the conversation. So bring your ideas and voice to the Venn Network. We will help you bring your voice to the world. Two Iraqis came here to this country, were radicalized. For that terror attack overseas. Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. Assalamu alaikum, boys and girls. It is Tuesday evening on the East Coast, and it is Tuesday evening on the West Coast, and it is Tuesday evening in Texas because Texas is cool. And uh, we are here. We are late this evening. My apologies to everyone that was just waiting with bated breath for us to, to, to join this evening. But we are here, and we are ready to go, and I know time is limited, so so with that, ladies and gentlemen, the hardest working imam that I know, Imam Azhar. Assalamu alaikum. Peace and greetings to all of you on Periscope, on Twitter, on YouTube, and those who are watching YouTube via Facebook. Alhamdulillah, we welcome you all tonight. We apologize for the delay. As you know, work never ends and the ummah needs you. No, they don't need us as the imams or the hosts of a podcast we are just tools and instruments that can be used but tonight's topic will highlight exactly how vital role you as an individual play in the betterment of our ummah and the situations that we all face so without further ado i'm going to ask brother carl to tell us tonight that we had a twitter poll and i'm sure those who are accustomed to taking the Twitter poll must have been scratching their heads like, what is this? Because all of the matters, in my opinion, were very important to discuss. So, Brother Carl, fill us in. So, if you would like to partake in the topics that we talk about on this show, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, our handle is... Uh, Venn Network, V-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And every Monday we pay, we post, we paste a poll. We post a poll uh, of the topics that we're going to talk about tonight. And as our listeners and as our fans and as our followers, we want you to vote. We want you to take part. We want you to join in so that you can help control the conversation. And uh, we post this poll on Monday. And as Imam Azhar was saying, tonight's poll was a little loaded, as it were. As it were, uh, our options were violence to uh, violent or uh, sorry, I can't read violations to a church, violations to a mosque, violations to a temple, and violations to a synagogue. And I'll go ahead and uh, throw that poll up there for everybody to see. And as you can see, um, it was the church one that won, violations against churches. But really, at the end of the day, it's all a scam because they were all the same question, just worded differently. So again, follow us on Twitter, V-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K, so that you can take part in our poll, so that it's just not Imam and Az uh, Imam Azhar sitting here talking to each other 
about what they want to talk about. Join us on that poll so that we can talk about what you want to talk about because that's what matters. Ima Mazar, back to you. So, Carl, um, as you said, um, the poll is uh, with all of us, and we all understand the importance of engaging with you all, our listeners. We come to you this evening as the victims, 320 plus victims of the cowardly bombings of Sri Lanka plague the Christian community and the global community during a blessed and holy weekend of Easter for our Christian brothers and sisters. It's it's, it really doesn't make sense anymore, Carl. You're talking about synagogues, you're talking about Christ Church, you're talking about the three churches burned down in Louisiana, you're talking about the church that was burnt a week and a half before the Notre Dame church burning, which was not an arson, it was a fire, but there was a fire or an arson to a church a week and a half before that in another church in Paris. And now we have these ruthless, barbaric bombings that ISIS, I believe, took credit for. And it's amazing how, you know, it's like it's like a teacher asks in a class, like, whose project is this one? Because there's no name on it. And you never turned in your project and you look left and right and no one's there to answer. And like, oh, oh, teacher, it's me. I'm the one who turned it in to get the credit. I know that's a that's a bad way to put this example, but understand that's exactly what ISIS is doing. They are trying to take credit of the fear-mongering, the violence that's being perpetrated on our earth to create that wedge and divide in our world. Now, let me say very clearly, because I'm not going to waste my breath on ISIS anymore, nor should you all. They're inhumane. They have no religion. They have no culture. I question them even being human, but I can't because God created everyone. But I will say one thing. I can't wait till you stand in front of God tomorrow. I can't wait till you stand in front of God tomorrow. And for those of our non-Muslim friends who listen and tune in, if you want to know the true definition of a kafir, not an infidel, because infidel is not the translation of a kafir, but if you want to know the true definition of a kafir, look at ISIS. There are people who say they've embraced Islam, they live Islam, and they've rejected the complete message of Islam, and they are bastardizing the faith as they kill people around the world. Many notable people have been killed. Many notable people's families and children have been killed. But at the end of the day, every human being that was killed was a life, is important, means something to everyone, if not to God himself. These are his creation. And so we come tonight again talking about another tragedy. And it seems that our news media, our newspapers, our social media discussions, what trends on Twitter, and even the topics that we discuss on Raw Islam tend to be their response to their response to violence, their response to a bomb, the response to murder, the response to a war, the response to killing. And we don't want to give responses anymore. Rather, tonight I'm here to hold the Muslim community, every single Muslim in this world, (coughs) responsible for what happened in Sri Lanka. Because in chapter number 22, verse number 40, 
Allah says very clearly, those who have been expelled from their homes without a just cause, except they say that our Lord is Allah. And had there not been Allah repelling some people by others, certainly there would have been pulling down of cloisters and churches and synagogues and mosques in which Allah's name is mentioned, remembered, is much remembered. And Allah will surely help those who help his cause. Most surely Allah is strong and mighty. Allah is telling us here that when religious persecution happens on this earth, he talked about churches, synagogues, temples, and mosques. Remember, this is the gauge to let every Muslim know you are a walking failure. You are a walking failure because it should never happen in your country, in your town, in your city, in your state, in your life, during your time, that people become so low as they say, there's a blow below the belt that they are burning churches and synagogues and, and, and spray painting swastikas or putting pig heads in mosques or, or trampling over Qurans or burning Torahs or ripping apart Bibles or killing innocent worshippers who are just remembering God. This is a sign of every Muslim's failure. If you don't like it, take it to the bank and find out that it, it means something. It boils my blood. It boils my blood that we don't understand. We're stuck here debating Ramadan. We're here debating moons. We're here debating unity. There's no unity until the people in your town and city feel safe with your presence, your effort, your practices to ensure that everyone is safe. And so again, Sri Lanka is my failure. I'll take the first credit. I will take the first responsibility. I will take the responsibility that what happened in Sri Lanka was my failure to ensure that religious persecution did not become the norm in our world, which it has. It happened during Hitler. It's happening again now. It's happening in different countries in different ways. I don't need to talk about those countries because you could just look on your social media and find out where people are being killed today in a country because of the type of religion they profess. Those days have to be gone. Those days cannot remain anymore. We have to put an end to those days if you claim to be a religious person. The second thing is, it was never, ever possible for a person to think that even during times of war, they would not touch hospitals. They would not touch schools. They would not touch places of worship. But in recent times, in recent wars, to make a point or a statement, hospitals are being blown up. Mosques and churches and synagogues are being blown and, and, and leveled. And schools are being dismantled and broken down. This is inhumanity as a result of no humanity. And our religion has brought forth humanity. And as a prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, promised that everyone's place of worship will remain their place of worship. Today, as a Muslim, accepting the fault and failure of myself, calling on every Muslim to accept their fault and failure also, I call on everyone to restore the sanctity of places of worship, the sanctity of every human being's life, and to ensure that no one is persecuted picked on, bullied, hurt, or threatened merely because the religion they practice or profess. Carl?
So I just want to address a, a quick technical issue that we had on our end. Um, and for those of you watching, it really kind of only affected you and not any, not, not us. But um, for those of you that are watching, uh, this will be uploaded to YouTube, uh, hopefully before the end of the week, and we'll replace this video because I know YouTube got dropped. But uh, Imam Azhar and I didn't get dropped, so the conversation was continuous, so you can go back and watch the little bit of what, what, what you missed from what he said. But beyond all of that, um, you know, you, 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 you are right that it does start within our own communities and it does start with us because we're the ones that have to have this dialogue. We're the ones that have to have these conversations and we can't allow these kinds of things to take place. We can't allow these types of uh, 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 ideologies and these 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 thoughts and uh, you know honestly this this is one thing that really bothered me when when trump and his cohorts came out and they were like we've defeated isis isis is dead it's gone and it's like you guys really don't understand that it's a thought it's an ideology it's not it's not a person it's not a group of people and you can't kill a thought with bombs and drones and guns the ending of that kind of thought and that kind of thought process and that kind of ideology has to be dealt with in a very different manner um i know that that we've increased drone strikes repeatedly over the last what 10 years it's just gotten bigger and better and, and, and not better but bigger and badder and worse and that's not how we bring people together you know i mean just to, <laughs> to quote from the bible uh you know jesus when he had the last supper since we're in easter and he called the people to to, to eat with him and break bread with him he didn't say oh, let's go bomb these people. He said, come break bread with me. And that was how he brought people together. And it is on us to take that first step to people of different religions and people in our own community to not only support each other in, within our community and make sure that each make sure that we're all together and on the same page, and that these kind of false ideologies don't start to grow in our communities, but it's also on us to make sure that everybody's okay. You know, ask your neighbor how they are. Ask your friend how they're doing. It's it's that's the kind of thing, and it's on us to do that. It's on us as Muslims to do that. It's on us to take those first steps into that conversation, and. I, I think, unfortunately, the Muslim community has a very bad habit of being inclusive. And I know as the white convert, I've dealt with that a lot, that the, the Muslim community is so inclusive that this is ours and, oh, you're not you're not Pakistani, so you can't go to that mosque, or you're not an Afghan, so you can't go to that mosque. It, it, we need to become more inclusive with each other to build up our community and embrace others, not only in our community, but outside of our community with open arms. I can't, and I could be wrong, 
That's why we have an imam. This is why it's his show. But I don't think, I can't personally think of one hadith where the Prophet, peace be upon him, ever refused anyone anything. And I don't mean anything big, but come have dinner with me or go check on this sick person. There's even a hadith about the, the, the man being drunk in the in the mosque. He didn't even refuse him. He said, you know, clean him up, let him get his act together, and then let him pray. So refusing people and being so inclusive, it, it's it doesn't work. It's not a good philosophy. Well, you know, Carl, that's, you know, the way you put it tonight, mashallah, it's just you touched on all the points and, and gave them their due attention because not only are we failing to see what it is that we're fighting, you know, if, if there's if there's a mouse in your house and you and you kill the mouse or you trap the mouse, you shouldn't celebrate that the mouse is dead. You should be more worried where that mouse came from. And does that mouse have a house in your house? And if he has a house, which most likely he does, does he have children? Maybe his children have children, their children have children too. Maybe it's like Ratatouille. They have a whole colony up above your roof and their whole life you never knew that they were partying up there every night. Now you got a problem. We're against we're up against an ideology. And the worst thing we can do at this time is to demonize the true ideology and teachings of Islam because of the fear of a, a, a twisted ideology in the guise of Islam. Number two, killing shooting bombs you would never shoot a gun uh, unless you're in ratatouille uh she used a gun to kill mice and, and rats and that was like the worst thing you can do uh you don't use a gun you're destroying your own house we're, we're destroying our world by throwing down bombs we need to find a better way of of addressing this matter and number three the biggest problem caller is we are teaching people how to solve their problems and the problem can be as simple as, I don't like you. I don't agree with you. I don't like what you do. I don't like how you pray. I don't like what you believe. I don't like how you eat. I don't like how you dress. I don't like where you pray and what you do. And for me, it's a simple because my teaching is, if I don't like you, I can kill you. And that's exactly the ideology that's stemming from the ideology of who? The terrorists. Because the terrorists are going around killing people that don't agree with their way of life. They'll kill Muslims and non-Muslims. They'll kill Christians and non-Christians. Christian terrorists, Jewish terrorists, Hindu terrorists, Muslim terrorists, terrorists of all types, shapes, and forms are going to kill their own people also if they don't agree with them. And the solution has always been to kill their ideology by proving their ideology is wrong and twisted. We're not doing that anymore. We're rather saying... You're going to throw bombs, I'm going to throw more bombs. You kill 300, I'll kill 3,000. You blow up a city, I'll blow up your country. It's not working. And so going back to the topic of discussion tonight, our dear listeners, my humble request is let us open our eyes and see. Don't jump on each other's necks again um, because who the perpetrator was or what they claimed Rather, do the two things we talked about tonight. Restore the sanctity of life and the sanctity of people's places of worship. Never, ever should everyone resort to touching anyone, regardless what your thoughts are of them or their belief. 
you have no right to touch them, especially where they are worshiping, where they are learning, where they are being treated, where they are being fed. We need to do away with war. Enough of war. And if anyone here can prove to me that war is a solution, war is a solution, I will end this show. But war has never been a solution. And when it comes to the Quran talking about the great war or the Hadith talking about the great war or the Bible talking about the Armageddon, remember, this isn't a biblical prophecy that you should be proud of. This is a sign that you are such a failure that the world will plunge into turmoil because you couldn't keep this world upright. And Jesus coming in Islam doesn't mean Jesus is going to come and save us. I'm sure Jesus, when he sees us, he'll slap us across the face and tell us, what did you do? What did you do? So the Muslims can't claim Jesus, the Christians can't claim Jesus, and the Jews can't claim Jesus. The only people who can claim Jesus in my book are the people who work hard to restore goodness and uphold goodness. They can say to Jesus, sorry, I tried my best. So we can talk on. But I think the message tonight is simple, everyone. Wake up. Sri Lanka killed generations, just as Christ's church killed generations, just as our wars have killed lineages and generations. We do not need any more of this. And we don't need any more discussions, especially on this show, about response to policies, response to tragedies, response to killings and murders, and response to bombings and shootings. We don't need any more of those discussions. We want discussions of what we can do and need to do to ensure that this not only doesn't happen anymore, but something better becomes the trend in our society. That's it for me. Carl, back to you. So b b before we, we, we cut out this evening, I, I just wanted to, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly amused because I can hear the Adhan for Makarib. Is that what's going off in the background? And my Adhan is going off almost simultaneously with yours, but mine's for Isha. So I'm just, those are the little things that amuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> But That's amazing, alhamdulillah. Anyway, I know you have to go for uh, Isha's or for Makarib, so let's go ahead and wrap up. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I know that the upstream was not very good, but the downstream was perfect, and we'll get the videos replaced and edited. Um, technology, I don't know what happened. <coughs> But uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, for everybody, that will comment. Thank you to everybody that will watch. Um, if you have any comments, questions, thoughts that you'd like to share, make sure you either leave them in the comments down below or you can email us right here at uh, rawislam at vennetwork.org. And you can also reach us at a phone number so you can leave us voicemails. Yay! <coughs> Sorry, it, our new our our Venn Network phone number is two zero two nine three zero five one seven five. Leave us a voicemail; we'll play it on air. And uh, if you have a question, email Mazhar; we'll answer it for you. Um, we also want to remind you that uh, we have the the bounty for the T-shirts is out, 
and uh, there are specific instructions on Twitter, uh, which is at Venn Network, V-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. If you would like to submit a design, uh, Imam Azhar has put a bounty of $200 for the winning design. So reach out to us at the email at uh, uh, reach out to us. Share your design. Share your thoughts. Let's go ahead and make that happen. And uh, make sure you head over to vennetwork.org so you can check out all of the shows on the network. Uh, you can pick up some cool swag like my T-shirt and uh, help support the network, help support the shows, help support the hosts. And I think that's everything. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will say, Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu This has been a production of the Venn Network.